You're listening to Trucking Questions from the Audio Road with Kevin Rutherford. This is the show that puts the money where it belongs, back in your pocket. You can ask questions about trucks, money, fuel mileage, maintenance, tires, tax, technology, or anything else about the business of trucking. Here we go. Let's head on down the audio road. Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. This is Destination Health. Kim is here with me. Today we're talking about autoimmune diseases and the new classes of drugs and all the problems. So the, the biologics, if you sit and listen to the side effects from biologics, I, I can't imagine anybody would want to take these drugs after they hear the side effects. You know, it used to be that side effects were things like a headache, nausea, you know, drowsiness, now the side effects are things like death and cancer and leukemia and suicidal tendencies. And I mean, they're really scary. Some of the side effects they're talking about on these drugs, um, but that's the class of drugs they're using now. And the, what they do is they suppress the immune system. So your immune system is attacking your own body and we now give these drugs that suppress the immune system, well, that alone's pretty scary. Our immune system is there to stop us from Mm -hmm. becoming infected and getting cancer and leukemia. And so that's why these side effects are so horrendous because we're down-regulating the immune system. It just seems like a really bad idea to me, but that's what's going on. So over a hundred of these conditions now, the latest estimates I read are that the there's a, over 50 million Americans that have an autoimmune condition, mm-hmm. 50 million yeah. Americans with autoimmune diseases. Now, when you and I were growing up, did we ever even hear that term? No, not at all. No. It's scary. Yeah. And some of them were around, arthritis is one of the most common that's been around a long time. But, you know, some of these others that we hear all the time now. So what's going on? Well, what's going on is we're putting so much crap in our body that doesn't belong there. It's not food. Mm -hmm. It's Franken food. And it's causing our body, our immune system to react over and over and over because this stuff is not supposed to be in our body. It's not food. Our body doesn't recognize it. And I'm talking about things that people think are food. Just because you can eat it doesn't mean it's food. And that's the problem is is our, our food supply, whether it's factory farmed meat or factory farmed dairy, even those things we think are real food because of the way they've been raised and processed and the pesticides and insecticides and hormones and antibiotics and our our food supply, even if it looks like real food, has a lot of problems. Then when we get into the food that isn't food, it's a bunch of chemicals and additives and you know, it's been genetically modified and our body just doesn't recognize this stuff as food. 
and it makes our immune system overreactive. And then, of course, we don't address the root cause, which is the food, the, the diet you're eating. We give people these crazy powerful drugs to suppress their immune system, and they do see symptom relief. If you have arthritis and you take Enbrel, you will have less pain and less inflammation. And that's what these drugs do. They block the inflammation and they downregulate the immune system, but that creates a whole bunch of new problems. So it's just another case of addressing the symptoms, not the root cause. The good news is, doesn't matter which one of these hundred you have, you don't have to think about, well, which biologic should I use because they target different biologics for different conditions. The root cause of all these problems is the same. So it doesn't matter which one of the hundred you have, you treat it the same way. You fix the diet. Mm-hmm. And, and you, it, the other big component of this that we talk about all the time is leaky gut. Because if these food things or non-food things, the, all these you know, items I just talked about that are causing the reaction, if they stayed in our gut and our digestive system, they would cause a lot less problems. They could still cause some problems, but it would be a lot less. The problem is one of the autoimmune conditions is leaky gut because our body's immune system is attacking its own stomach lining and digestive tract lining and making it porous when it's not supposed to be. And now all these food stuffs can get out of the digestive system and into our bloodstream. That's what leaky gut is. So leaky gut is autoimmune and then it makes all the other autoimmune conditions worse because now all these things can get into our bloodstream. This is where they cause all the problems. So we have to fix the leaky gut first. That's the first step with anybody that has an autoimmune condition, fix the diet, fix the gut. And many times that's all it takes. Uh, The autoimmune conditions can go away. Now, there are other problems because many of the autoimmune conditions will do so much damage to the organ they've attacked that you can never get that function back. A good example of that is type 1 diabetes. You know, we've always said Mm -hmm. type 2 is a lifestyle. It's because you ate wrong, all those things. And we've said, well, type 1, it it just, it's a disease. You know, it wasn't, and I don't want to lay blame, but it, it wasn't anything you did. But that's not true. It is still a diet and lifestyle disease. It's just very different from type 2. Type 1 is autoimmune, which we know stems from your diet. So in in type 1, your immune system attacked the pancreas, and the pancreas can no longer produce insulin. That's type 1. That's why type 1 diabetics have to take insulin. There's no option. Because the pancreas... Now, we can't reverse that. Once that happens... Nothing we can do, diet, all those things can reverse the damage that's been done to that organ. If you have an autoimmune disease and it goes on too long and it's been attacking the thyroid, you could lose enough thyroid function that we can't get that back. So, 
you know, we talk about type two, no matter how far gone you are, we can reverse it. We can make things way better. And many diseases we can do that. But if an autoimmune condition has done enough damage to the organ, you may never be able to get that function back. So it's really important to address these early and start fixing the problem before too much damage is done. Um, Glenn Fry from the Eagles um, died, I don't know, it's mm-hmm. been fairly recent, a couple of years ago, maybe I lose track of time. Um, there's a ton of evidence that he died because of all of the side effects of the drugs he was taking for an autoimmune condition. He had arthritis mm-hmm. and he was being treated with the biologics and these other drugs that I've talked about. And they did so much damage over time that he technically died from another autoimmune condition. It, it was colitis and, and digestive issues that ultimately killed him. But, you know, the medical community won't say this, but the people who understand it say he really died from the treatment he was receiving for his arthritis. The other problem with these biologic drugs and on the next show, I'm going to, we're going to get some calls here in a little bit on the next show. I'm going to talk about where we are with health insurance in the country today and um, why the government's never going to be able to solve the health insurance crisis the way they're trying to now. And this is a little part of it. The drugs that I've been talking about, these biologics, which are becoming some of the most popular drugs in the country now, the average cost of a biologic to treat any of these conditions, and remember, 50 million people have these conditions, the average cost is $45,000 a year. Oh, that's insane. That's the average. There are some of these biologics that run up to $100,000 a year to administer them to one person. Wow. And they, they and how long have those... Go ahead. How long have they been around? How long have they been around? They're the fairly new. They're fairly new. The biologics yeah. really started to hit the market around 2010. There were some earlier uses of them, and some of them have been pulled from the market because they killed people, lots of people. But they, they really started to take off around 2010, and they are growing like crazy. The biologics are everywhere now. And, and here's the other thing about the biologics. Many of the drugs that we see when they first come out, they're really expensive because there's a patent on that drug and only one company has it. Mm-hmm. But we, we've all heard of generics. And when once a drug, the patent goes away, because you can only hold a patent on a drug for so many years, then once the patent goes away, then any other drug manufacturer can produce it and then it's called a generic. And once that happens, the price goes down like crazy. So uh, we'll come back. We'll talk about generics and biologics, and then we'll get to your calls and questions. Stick around. This is Destination Health. I'm Kevin Rutherford. We'll be right back.
Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. This is Destination Health. Kim is here with me, and we were talking with Herschel in Ohio. So, Herschel, I, I, I would continue, you know, do the SIBO test. If it didn't work, the protocol didn't work, um, you may want to try the, just the one supplement we have in the store now. We're, we're still somewhat in our testing phase. Some of the things that, that we need to test... You know, you know me, I like to test everything on myself. I always want to start with myself and then find some people that I trust and I know they'll do it right. Well, some things I can't test on myself. Unless I can figure out a way to give myself SIBO, I can't test something to see if it works. I don't have SIBO. But I've, I've done a ton of research. This, this supplement was designed just for SIBO. The science behind it makes a lot of sense and Kim, how many people do you think we have on it right now, roughly? Mm, I want to, oh, I want to say at least. I mean, ones that we put on are probably five, six. But then when we talked about it, and people went out and grabbed the product because they're experiencing the symptoms, yeah, are probably fifteen, twenty. Yeah. yeah. So we're we're we should start to get some data back soon and some results. We should be doing some one-on-one follow-ups with some of these people. But you know, if this protocol didn't work. You may just want to try the Entrantil and, and see what happens. You can get it in our store. Um, I'm hoping it, it's as promising as the, the research looks. It came highly recommended by a lot of other people um, and practitioners that I respect. They say they got great results from it. So um, that's an option. But I also think that, um, you know, what Kim's talking about is really really focusing on relaxation and, and, you know, really doing a bunch of little things that can help. Kim, I really think maybe you hit on something because when I end up in a place, I'm out with family, what have you, they want to stop and eat somewhere. They say, well, what can you have? Well, don't worry about me. Just go where you want. I'll figure something out. So I'm reading, trying to figure out what I can do. I can almost see, although it's not there, I can almost see a little drill sergeant on top of the menu. You know you can't have that, might it? <laughs> and I just give up and say, screw it. Just give me a salad. I'll eat it dry. You know, I can't eat the dressing anyway. And give me a water. That's it. Forget it. Yeah, I, I think you're, you're, you're overstressing about the food. Mm-hmm. You really are. I, I, I am probably more strict with myself than 99% of the population. And yet I don't stress about it. I, especially when I'm going out to eat with other people. My thought is if Mm -hmm. I control my diet and really focus on it when I can, then I'm not gonna, you will never catch me eating a dry salad because I can't find anything else that, that, the bad oils in that dressing once in a while when I eat out, not that big of a deal. If I had to eat out a lot, I'd carry my own dressing with me. Really, I, I would find a way, but I wouldn't oh, stress and over it. I do that. Yeah, and I, but I wouldn't stress over it. You know, last night we ate out because I had people in town for business. Um, the place we eat at is fairly clean. They do use local grass-fed beef. So I got, you know, a cheeseburger on a salad. I didn't ask what's in the dressing. Because I probably don't want to know. And, you know, it wasn't enough that I was going to bother taking my own with me. I just ate what they served. And I'm not going to stress over it. Um, 
you know, we, we, when people are in town, we have the most amazing ice cream shop on the planet in Portland. And every time somebody comes into town, we want to take them there because it's such a cool place. I eat ice cream when I go. I don't care how much sugar's in it. I, I, I'm a, I just, I get a small serving and I enjoy it. Well, somehow I got to figure out how to do that. I have no idea how, but that sounds like what I got to do. Yeah. You, you know, start you working know. on some of the meditation apps. Kim mentioned the deep breathing, the square breathing, find hobbies that you really love and focus on them. It, and, you know, here's another way to look at it, Herschel. Two years ago or when we started this, you were on the same destructive path that we all were. And, and you turned that around. And it may not be perfect right now, but you've made huge improvements. You've lost a tremendous amount of weight. You've improved all your markers. And now what you're stressing over are those final little details. So anytime you feel the stress coming on about, my God, what do I eat? Or I haven't fixed this, or I still have SIBO, take a moment, do a little bit of square breathing to calm yourself down, and then be really grateful for all the changes you've already made. And realize that if you never solve the problems you're facing, you are still a hundred times better than you used to be. And yeah, and you know, Kevin, we, I'm sorry, we need to always remember that this is just like everything, this is going to constantly be changing, anyways. I mean, we're aging every day, we're, you know, we're different work environments, home environments, life. This is a constant changing um, path we're on. And just learning how to shift with that change is a process in itself. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, Herschel, you've done amazing work already. You've been very dedicated to this. Right now, I think you're almost being your own worst enemy because you're, you're trying too hard. And I get it. You're results-oriented. You set goals. You want to get to them. I understand that. But sometimes you got to just take a step back, chill, and, and be grateful for all the improvements you've already made. And that gratitude will help you reach more of those goals. So um, you're on the right track. Don't worry about it. Let's go to Minnesota. John, welcome to the program. Hi, Kevin. On a previous show, I caught you talking about uh, thyroid and uh, the... Uh Oh, what are those diseases? Um, autoimmune? Yep, autoimmune diseases. And, you know, I have the Crohn's with no large intestine and wondering what your thoughts were on that. Uh, as far as what specifically? Well, um, the thyroid, you know, with the, mostly the thyroid. What would your thoughts be with that there? Well, I guess, are you asking me if I think you have any thyroid conditions because of what you've been through? More than like, yeah, mostly. Okay. Um, That's kind of... Yeah, where we would start, I mean, for one, have you ever taken our NutriQ? I can't remember. Uh, no, I have not. I've been trying to, but I just haven't had any downtime with... I would start there because we, we can I, okay. we can pretty easily identify thyroid problems right on the NutriQ. Then, you know, if we had some indication okay. that you're having thyroid issues, 
then we could go through, because there's two thyroid conditions. One is low function, hypothyroidism, and the other one is overactive thyroid, which is hyperthyroidism, and they're very different, um, but they can both have the same root cause, the, the thyroid's being attacked by the immune system, but very different symptoms. We could even, thyroid can get a little complicated. Thyroid is one of the areas where if we really think you have a thyroid problem and it's not responding to just a good, clean paleo diet, then we would actually go into some thyroid panels, some testing. But you've got to be very, very clear about which levels should be tested for and how they should be tested. So I'm not... We, we almost never recommend somebody just run down and do a thyroid panel. Let's try a good, clean paleo diet. Let's see if symptoms improve. If they don't, and we suspect it's still thyroid-related, then there are a lot of really specific things you can do for thyroid. But before we jump way ahead to that, um, let's just start with the basics. Let, let's just do the NutriQ and see what your thyroid symptoms are. Okay, well, that answers that question. So uh, I will try my best to get the nurture cue here done in the next couple of weeks and yeah. get back to you on that. Yeah, that that would be the Thank place. You. You're welcome. And um, we're coming up to the end here, so um, we we'll probably won't get to any more calls, maybe one. Um, Kim, there is a very, very strong correlation between all autoimmune conditions and thyroid issues. And I think it's because the thyroid is very sensitive to being attacked by the immune system. And anytime your immune system is overreacting and we have some other. Now, he lost his large intestine to an autoimmune condition like Crohn's. And and that's common, but it, it tells us he had an overactive immune system so he is Mm -hmm. very high on the list to have potential thyroid problems so he's asking the right question we just have to go back and start with the basics let's run the NutriQ that's why we have it and let's figure out you know are you showing thyroid symptoms and from the NutriQ we can even tell is it more likely hypothyroidism or hyperthyroidism and then we can can work from there. Let me get to a break. We'll uh, we'll be right back. Stick around. I'm Kevin Rutherford. Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. This is Destination Health. Kim is here with me. We're talking about autoimmune conditions and the drugs that they use to treat them. And, you know, Kim, the the drug numbers are just scary. 
The cost is outrageous. The side effects are horrendous. And yet they just keep developing more and more of these drugs. It's a huge profit maker for the drug companies. It's killing the insurance industry to try to pay for this. And we're not addressing the root cause. Your autoimmune condition will never go away while you're on these drugs. And you're really likely to develop a lot of other problems or die. Glenn Fry died um, from the, the side effects of these drugs. So we really, the good news is it's like almost everything else we talk about. Clean up your diet, heal your digestive system, and these things go away. Again, depending on what you had, we may not be able to reverse the problems that were created, but we can at least stop everything from getting worse. You don't need drugs to to solve this. Um, All of these conditions have been shown to react and respond very well um, to nutritional and lifestyle changes. Yeah, and that should be encouraging. It really should. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So uh, we're going to get yeah. to some calls and questions. In the, the next episode, I'm going to talk about, um, you know, health insurance and, and some drug issues and why that's a big problem. Um, anything else you've got before we get to the calls? Well, along the same line, um, when I saw, you know, what we were going to be chatting about today, it reminded me of something I had read by Dr. Um, Wheel, Wheel um, before, too, about autoimmune what do you think about this? They, they call it a hypothesis, a hygiene hypothesis that, you know, the rise of autoimmune, which kind of goes along with what you said at the beginning. We hadn't heard of it. You know, both of us were born in the 60s, um, hadn't heard of it growing up. But they were, the hypothesis is that as um, infectious diseases are going down because of the antibiotics and, and you know, all the germ-free stuff we're afraid of, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, as those go down, the autoimmune disease are going up because we're not as exposed to, you know, infections and building our immunity. What, what are your thoughts on that one? Makes total sense. I mean, it, it, the correlation is yeah. there. Logically, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know, our, our immune system is in, let's go back, like I always do, let's go back to the hunter-gatherer days when we had no fluoride, we had no triclosan, we had no antibacterials, mm-hmm. we had no antibiotics. C- clearly, infections were a problem. They killed a lot of people. If you got an infection before we had antibiotics, you, you, there's a good chance you could die. So there's, you know, antibiotics did help and they saved a lot of lives. But we also have to look at the side effects of, of what's occurred because of all this And we keep getting worse. We keep disinfecting everything. Well, if our Mm -hmm. immune system for all of evolution has been busy fighting all of those things, because that's what our immune system does. If, you know, we didn't wash our hands all the time. We probably never didn't wash our hands, period. You know, there was no soap when we evolved. You didn't wash your hands. You were exposed to a ton of bacteria from everything. And our bodies learned how to either kill that bacteria or live with it. And sometimes they didn't. Sometimes it killed us. That's how the world worked, though, for a very long time. Now, we come along and we start wiping out all the germs and the bacteria in our body, 
in the animals we eat, in the food we eat. Then we tell people, you know, clean your mm-hmm. hands. We carry around sanitary wipes to kill germs over and over and over. Well, if our immune system was designed to be busy fighting those things all the time and did a pretty damn good job of it, and now it doesn't have to anymore, it looks around for something to do, and it starts attacking our own body. So there are probably several mechanisms that are happening that are causing these problems, but that could be one of them. We now have an immune system that's highly tuned to fighting these things and there's nothing left for it to fight because we keep killing them all. So now it's got to do something. It starts attacking our own body. So, yeah, I completely agree that is probably a big part of this. Yeah, it was interesting because you said it, you know, the theory too was it's, well, it's proven, you know, like across socioeconomical classes and underdeveloped countries. Underdeveloped countries don't have a high um, autoimmune diseases, right. as the developed one says. And so it all kinds of like ties together. Yeah, they're, they're still fighting the, you know, the bacteria that's in the world and their immune systems mm-hmm. are busy doing that. So they're not seeing these kind of conditions. So they may have problems with infections and you know, bacterial infections and things like that. There's stuff we fought since we've been on the planet, but they're not seeing this rise in autoimmune conditions. So what we want, we want a really strong, healthy immune system, but we don't want it to be overactive. So, you know, living naturally, yeah. getting out in the dirt, don't wash your hands. all. And, and how long have we been hearing, oh, cold and flu season is coming. Wash your hands, wash your hands, wash your hands, right. wash your hands. I, you know, the, the, we have dishwashers now that sanitize dishes. And now we're learning that's not a good idea. You're better off hand washing your dishes and leaving some bacteria. Mm-hmm. If our body has a chance to get little bits of bacteria all the time, it learns how to fight against them. And then our immune system becomes stronger and stronger. If it never gets exposed to these things, it becomes very weak. And then if we are exposed, it doesn't know how to handle them or it becomes overactive. So the the solution, again, like most things, is get as close to living the way we used to live as possible. Get out in the dirt. You know, here's the funny thing. You know, as as adults, we're supposed to have a fully functioning immune system. As babies, the immune system is still developing. So we do worry probably too much about babies. You know, think about this. We have the joke about the five-second rule, right? You drop a piece of food, Mm -hmm. grab it before five (laughs) seconds, you'll be okay. But if it were laying around on the floor all day and we picked it up and eat, ate it, people would freak out. What do babies do? Yeah. <laughs> Everything goes to their mouth. Everything. I mean, the, the nastiest stuff you can find on your floor, if the baby finds it, they stick it in their mouth. And technically, yeah. they're training their immune system. And yet we freak out about, you know, a piece of food dropped or, oh, my God, I touched Mm -hmm. the dog and I didn't wash my hands. And, oh, my God, I'm going to the grocery store right by the shopping carts. What do all the grocery stores put now? Right. 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 
Yeah. Things to wipe off the handles. Oh, yeah. My God. Yeah. Crazy stuff. Yeah. So what do you say we get yeah. to some calls? Yeah. In, one more thing. I'm sure. sorry. You got no, me going on this. Sure. But, you know, we're thinking of us with ourselves and different things like that. Again, and I always, this always just pops into my head when we're talking about this for anybody listening, you know, changing our family tree. You know, we got to think of our kids right now with, with all this as well and why it's so important to get um, get all the diets cleaned up at home too. You know, that makes a good, a really good point because the baby gets its immune system from its mother. You know, babies are, are technically when they're in the womb, they have no immune system. They're sterile. The womb is sterile. And immediately during birth through the birth canal, they're exposed to the, the good and bad bacteria and that starts developing their immune system. So the healthier the mother is, the healthier the baby is going to be right from day one. So we, we are affecting generations by what we choose to do now. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, great topic. Let, let's get to some phone calls. We're off to Oklahoma. Wade, welcome to the program. Hi, Kevin. Hi, Kim. What's on Hi, your Wade. mind today? Well, the, the last time I talked to you, you told me to get off my trazodone, and I've been off of it for three weeks. I was taking it because it helped me sleep, and I've been off of it for three, three weeks. I can't really smell anything. Uh, I, I, I don't sleep uh, as well um, being off of it, but um, I've been on it for numerous years, and so I didn't know how long a process it was going to before you know, my body would cycle through. Um, all of all of that. I, I don't know if it does stay in your system for quite some time. Uh, there's the music. Let me come back right after the break, and we'll talk about that issue and some other things around sleep, which is a topic I am right in the middle of a ton of research about right now. So we'll talk about that and anything else you've got. We'll do that right after this break. Don't go away. I'm Kevin Rutherford. Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. This is Destination Health. Kim is here with me. We're going to go back to Oklahoma. We're going to talk to Wade. Wade, um, you know, the the good news is that trazodone is one of the least problematic of drugs they could give you for sleep. If they give you things like Ambien and Lunesta and some of that class of drugs, they are horrendous. The side effects, the long-term effects. Trazodone is fairly mild. Um, the drug itself is, is out of your body fairly quickly. The problem comes in is that the whole sleep cycle thing is really, really complicated and confusing. 
And when you look at even some of the people doing all of the right stuff, you know, eating the right diet, watching their blue light exposure, doing all the things we know that should help sleep, we still find some people with sleep cycle problems. So we know that diet and lifestyle can fix a lot of things. Diet and lifestyle can improve a lot of things around sleep. But we're, we haven't found like the magic bullet to completely fix it. So I'm doing a ton of research on this right now. My advice is, though, if you can get reasonable sleep without the trazodone, I would stay off of it. And I would start working on all the little things that over time will make your sleep better. Now, I'd love to find the holy grail on how we get it, you know, to be really outstanding. Um, I I am testing a device right now, and I have tested a lot of things around sleep over a lot of years, and I don't have any really strong recommendations. There aren't any supplements I really recommend. There aren't any foods I really recommend. There aren't any strategies. I can say if you do a lot of little things, you're going to see some improvement. But if you're having trouble sleeping and somebody says, oh, try valerian root, it, it, yeah, it might work a little bit. And the other thing with sleep, many, many things will work for a short period of time and then just stop working. That seems to be really common with sleep right. issues. But I, I would say stay off uh, the drugs because all of the drugs used for sleep will just prolong the problem and make it harder to turn around. Okay. Um, I ran across something. I don't, I know how you, uh, I haven't really done it yet, but I, I know how you, you know, you talk about uh, meditation and stuff. Um, and it's a, it's an app you can get, not expensive, but there's, um, it's, there's supposed to be tones and, and I, it's not music per se, but uh, it's supposed to help with yeah. your sleep and, and well, get into deeper sleep. And I'll tell you what the what the science is behind that. It's called entrainment and binaural beats, and it's a, a very specific tone and and tempo. And what it's what it's attempting to do, and it does work. It's attempting to set the brain waves to a certain rhythm. And it's the rhythm that puts you into deep sleep. So that's trying to do it with sound. And it does help. And meditation helps. And when you combine meditation with the entrainment and the binaural beats, that's one of those things that can make an improvement. So absolutely try stuff like that because there's no downside to it. Now, the device I'm testing, um, the, the biggest problem I see with this device right now is the cost. It's expensive. And I, I, there's only one on the market. It's fairly new. Um, so far, I've got pretty amazing results. I, I'm shocked. It's one of the few things I've tried that really shows a lot of promise. But what it does, kind of the same thing those sound waves are attempting to do, but it does it with a very weak electrical pulse and it sets your your brain waves to that deep sleep mode. So, and this has absolutely been proven to work scientifically. The problem was 
the machines that were needed to create this electrical signal were big and bulky and expensive and they had to be plugged in and you had to be wired to them. Well, now with all of our advances in technology and electronics, somebody's developed a really small wearable device. Um, I, I'm not ready to talk about the company because I don't want people to think that I'm recommending this yet. I'm too early in the testing. But so far, it's showing a little bit of promise. Now, the interesting thing is this electrical impulse that it's generating is virtually identical to the same electrical impulse we get from being in contact with the earth. So when I talk about earthing and grounding, you know, walking outside barefoot, most of the benefits we talk about from that are the antioxidant effects that it has. But it turns out that may also be why even people doing all the right things are still having some sleep issues. We're just not in enough contact with the earth and it's disrupting that electrical signal. So that, you know, I'm not saying we need to go out and sleep on the lawn, but that may be what we're going to have to fix. We're going to have to fix the fact that because we don't spend enough time in contact with the earth, we have this disrupted electrical signal. Okay, and the other thing uh, on your uh, nutri- uh, nutrient-dense uh, recipe, um, yeah. that are you getting close to... Uh, revealing those, or we are. Are you almost done with your uh, your online course? Uh, We have the entire team uh, flying out here to Oregon next week, and we want to crank through one full course and have one full course launched by the end of next week. And once we have kind of that template, we should be able to get other courses out faster. So we've been trying to do, our whole company runs virtual. You know, we, we love the fact that our employees can work at home. Um, for, there's so many benefits to that. They're not out commuting. We're not burning energy. We're not, commit, um, you know, contributing to more pollution and traffic. And our employees are home with their families. So we love our model. But it's also very challenging to pull together a big project when everybody's scattered. You know, we can use video conferencing and all those things. But... We finally decided if we're, we're going to make this happen, um, we're going to have to get everybody here. We're, there's a good chance you might end up hearing some repeats next week because I may or may not record. While everybody's here, I need to take advantage of it. We want to really crank out one good course. So that's the update on the course. We're very close. The update on the meal plans is I'm waiting for a software that we've tested for the last uh, about six months, and it's still in beta. And they're telling me I should be able to get access to a usable version of the program in the next two weeks. They've told me that before. So hopefully they're right, and we can start building our meal plans in the software. Uh, So that's where we are on that. Let's go to Arkansas. Mark, welcome to the program. Hi, Kevin. What's on your mind today? Okay, I'm putting uh, two drops of iodine and two drops of vitamin E in my uh, Bulletproof coffee. Is that enough or too much? Or Vitamin E and iodine, and I don't know what two drops are. 
I mean, I'd have to know milligrams or micrograms of how much is in two drops because that every supplement could be different. Two drops could be a thousand milligrams. It could be 10,000 milligrams. Well, the iodine bottle is just uh, uh, like an eyedropper type thing, and the, the vitamin E is uh, the same company you guys get your stuff from. Uh, it's just two drops that is squeezing out of the bottle. Do you mean vitamin D? Yeah, he said D. Mm. Yeah. 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 Oh, well, why are you doing the iodine? Wait, wait a minute. I want to. Why are you doing the iodine, Mark? Well, that's a good question, too. But are you saying vitamin E as in echo or D as in delta? Echo. Echo. Vitamin E. Mm. Okay. Yeah. The, yes. What's the reason, the, Kim, good question. What's the reason for taking either one? Why are we adding those two particular things? Well, it was a protocol that I read in on, on the uh, book Undoctored that we were low on both of those uh, We are. I agree. Okay. Yeah, we are. It, it's pretty chronic for people to be low on iodine because there aren't many foods that contain iodine. And we used to get it from table salt because they, they uh, infuse table salt with iodine. That's why it's called iodized salt. But we told people stop eating table salt because it's nasty. Um, there are finally some versions of sea salt that I'm seeing with iodine in them. And that may be a, a way. Um, I have a really, really good supplement that I'm kind of testing. We haven't talked about it or released it yet. That is an excellent form of iodine. Uh, but again, to answer your specific question... An eyedropper, two drops, that, that doesn't tell me anything because I would need to look at each individual supplement. I could go look at the vitamin E if you say it's biotics, but I don't have the information right now to tell you whether those are good or not. The other thing is we do have to be careful with iodine. You can get too much of that one. So if you want to send us an email with the specific amounts, then I can tell you whether or not those are good amounts or not. I've got to wrap this up and get out of here. We'll do it again real soon. Thanks for joining us. Eat real food. Sleep like a baby. Move like your life depended on it and connect like you mean it. Remember, a healthy person has hundreds of wishes and a sick person only. Your taxes, your truck, and your road to success in the trucking industry. This is Trucking Business and Beyond, the show that puts the money where it belongs. Back in your pocket. Welcome to my world. I'm your host, Kevin Rutherford. The website is letstruck.com. The show is all about the business of trucking, and today is Destination Health. My co-host, Kim Cockerham, is with me, and we'll take your calls and answer your questions about everything health, food, nutrition, diet, lifestyle, disease, drugs, supplements, training, you name it. We'll talk about it. All you have to do is pick up the phone and ask the question. We've been lied to for decades. So much of what we think we know about health is completely wrong. The good news is there's a huge movement. We're finally starting to get uh, much better information and we're getting more access to things that are, are great to keep you healthy, 
doctors in a very, very small way are starting to get on board. Uh, but I think it's an exciting time for health. And Kim and I are here to help you find your way and your destination to health. Kim, welcome. Hi, glad to be here, Kevin. It is an exciting time for health. It really is. Yeah, it, it really is. You know, you look back over the uh, last 50 years or so, you know, the time you and I have been on the planet. Um, I, I think at some point, we're going to look back and call this the dark ages of health. We thought we were making all these advances in health, and I think we're finding out now that we really weren't. We've been doing a lot of things Mm -hmm. over our lifetime that has made us much less healthy. Uh, You you know, I, I like to break this up kind of into two different topics when we think about health. I am still a big believer that if you suffer a traumatic injury, uh, a broken bone, uh, a concussion, uh, you know, get into a car accident, those kind of things, our medical system is amazing. You know, the things they can fix and keep you alive, pretty darn amazing. So for trauma and injury, absolutely. I think we have a system that's pretty darn hard to beat. For health and wellness and disease even, I have decided I am staying as far away from the medical community as I possibly can. I'm not doing any health screenings. I don't want them to be looking for cancer and other problems. I would never do that. Um, And I don't want to take my advice about health from the medical community. It's never been designed to keep us healthy. And we just have to realize that, that, that health is in our hands. And that's good news. We don't need anybody else to be healthy. Everything we need to be healthy is within our own reach. The knowledge is there. The information is there. The the food we need is available like never before. We really should be heading into an area of extreme health. Like I think we should be pushing the limits of how healthy a human can be Because not only do we have the information now, but we also have access to virtually any food around the planet. That's kind of exciting. Mm -hmm. Sure is. On the other hand, most of our results around health are horrendous, and I don't see them getting better anytime soon, uh, except for the people that take control themselves. Now, in the last episode, we talked about autoimmune conditions, and we could cover that for a very, very long time. There are a lot of them. There's, We have lots of strategies for uh, improving those conditions, sometimes eliminating those conditions. But I also started talking about what the medical community is doing, and that's using a class of drugs called biologics. And they are wildly popular right now. Um, do you realize right now, this is a kind of a scary number, for autoimmune conditions alone, there are 300 new drugs in development. What does that tell you? Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing how fast the pharmaceutical company latches on to where we're at as a society and, and just catapults it, you know, and we become more dependent on them. Yes. Ugh. 300 new drugs in development right now Gosh. as we speak. And... 
there are huge problems with all drugs. And, and let's talk about, I'll put them into two different groups that I want to talk about. One is the cost, just the cost alone. We have to face this issue. You know, right now, the Republicans, I, I feel like the government has wasted most of this year fighting about the health care bill. Nothing else seems to be happening because mm-hmm. we're fighting over the health care bill. For the first part of the Obama administration, all we did was fight over the health care bill. And in order to get Obamacare through, it was voted 100% by the Democrats and none of the Republicans voted for it. That's a problem. I mean, clearly mm-hmm. that's not, that's the exact opposite of any kind of a compromise. Well, now the Republicans are in charge and they're going to do the same thing. They're going to write a bill that they're going to have to have 100% Republican support for because they have no Democratic support. I, that's got to tell us something is wrong mm-hmm. with the way we're trying to address this problem. The Democrats can't be completely wrong, and the Republicans can't be completely wrong either. So how can we be so split on this if we have a good solution? If it was a good solution, we'd have support from both sides of the aisle. So I am not at all confident that it... it, I I, I don't want to see Obamacare. It was a disaster. We know that. Even the Democrats admit that. It was a disaster. But I don't want to see what the Republicans are going to do because it's not going to be any better. And the problem is that we're addressing the wrong issue. It's kind of funny that we're talking about health insurance, and I always rant that our healthcare system addresses the wrong issue. They address the symptoms instead of the root cause. Now, it's funny that our government is doing the exact same thing, trying to fix the problem, not in our health, but in the way we handle health, they're only addressing the symptoms of the problem. There's, you know, the Democrats are arguing there aren't enough people covered. We have all these people without health insurance. We have to cover them. So their plans try to cover up the symptom that there aren't enough people with coverage. The Republicans try to say, well, we're spending too much money. We have to fix that. But that's just a symptom. That's not the root cause of the problem. Here's the root cause of the problem. And nobody's talking about this in the whole health care issue. We have to realize we say health care, but that's not what they're writing bills about. They're writing bills about health insurance. Those are two totally different things. Mm -hmm. But we talk about them like they're one. The problem isn't in our health insurance. Well, it is, but it's not the root cause. That's the symptom. The problem really is in our health care system. Nobody's addressing that. And this is just one. I mean, we could talk about this for years. But these, these new class of drugs that are coming out, specifically for all these autoimmune conditions, and I gave out these statistics on the last show, there are over 100 autoimmune conditions now identified, and over 50 million Americans have them. So... The new drugs, these biologics, are the way they're treating these autoimmune conditions. 50 million Americans are are now being targeted to give these drugs to. 
the average cost of the biologic drug for a year for one person is $45,000. That's insane. <laughs> if we forget everything else about the entire healthcare system that's broken, and let's just look at this one class of drugs and see why we can never fix this with health insurance. That's the average cost. Some of these drugs cost $100,000 a year to administer to one patient. Now, think about this. People freak out because their health insurance was $1,000 a month. Well, you should freak out. Most people can't afford that. But if your health insurance is $1,000 a month and you're on one of these drugs, you're paying $12,000 into the system. The insurance company is paying $45,000 mm-hmm. just for your one drug. Mm-hmm. How can that possibly work? You can't write a yeah, health insurance bill that can fix this. There's not enough money to fix this no matter who we get it from. You can say, well, keep taxing the rich. You tax the rich all you want. There's not enough money to solve this problem. And why? Why should we tax the rich to pay for what somebody else has created? This is a lifestyle problem. So we're we're addressing the wrong problem. That's why the Democrats can't solve the problem. The Republicans can't solve the problem. Even the Libertarians wouldn't be able to solve this if they only focus on health insurance. We have to focus on our health care system. And more importantly, we really have to get to the root cause of the problem, which is our own individual health. That's where the problem really lies. Stick around. We'll be right back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. This is Destination Health. Kim is here with me. We're talking about autoimmune conditions and what all of these diseases and drugs are doing to the health care system and why health insurance is never going to be solved. Kim, I know this isn't a, a really scientific way to do this, but if the average biologic costs $45,000 a year to administer and we have 50 million people with autoimmune conditions, the cost of providing drugs to them, all of those people, if we put all of them on biologics, and that's what the pharmaceutical companies would like to do, and they're saying, well, they're the most effective drugs. Well, they're the most effective at relieving the symptoms, but they cause a whole bunch of other problems, which means now we have to provide more drugs and more care. But forget all that, just the cost to provide biologics to everybody with an autoimmune condition would be $2.2 trillion a year. Oh, geez. Wow. Yeah, we, we can't fix this problem, not the way we're addressing it. 
You know, it's interesting. Last week, we we uh, talked about Larry Winget's new book that just hit the markets. I highly recommend mm-hmm. it. It's mm-hmm. called What's Wrong with Damn Near Everything. And it certainly applies in this case because ultimately the only people that can fix the healthcare system are, are us, the individuals. We have to stop using it so much. We have to get healthy on our own and not keep spending money on health care because somebody has to pay for all that health care and there's just not enough money to go around. It, it, you can't fix this problem mathematically. We have to start taking, which is what Larry's book is all about, taking responsibility for our own health. That, that's the only way we're ever going to fix this health care crisis. Yeah, and you know, um, it felt like it was such a small, like all of us can be, do like a small piece of it until you introduced us to like Sammy Inkinen's new um, company that is saying they're going to make a huge impact. And that's just on the type two, you know, just right. on that one piece. But addressing it the same way we talk about with diet and so forth. Right. Um, and it makes you think bigger that we can make a huge dent in this if we collectively come together and, you know, keep in every message, every show message you know, comes back, comes back to it, comes back to the, to the diet that we talk about. And so, um, we can make a difference. Yep. Absolutely. So the, let's talk about one other problem with drugs. We know clearly the cost is a huge problem and all this fighting about health insurance is fighting about the wrong issue until we get cost under control. There's no healthcare plan that's ever going to solve the problem. But the other huge problem with drugs, they kill people. Lots of people, like over a hundred thousand people every year, die from a legally prescribed drug. The, the, they're not. That's they're, yeah. they're dangerous. Here's another problem. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at a list of thirty-five drugs right now that were approved by the FDA. And then they had to pull them from the market because they turned out not to be safe. So I've said, just get rid of the damn FDA. I, the process is broken. It doesn't work. It cost $100 million to bring a new drug to market because of the FDA testing. $100 million. That's part of why these drugs are so damn expensive. But if the drug company can get a blockbuster, they're going to make, you know, trillions of dollars. So it, it's worth it for them to go through this. But the FDA keeps approving drugs that should have never been approved. And, and listen to some of these statistics. Here's a drug called Accutane. It was on the market from 1982 mm-hmm. to 2009. 27 years it was on the market. It's been pulled. Let me tell you why it's been pulled. Increased risk of birth defects, miscarriages, and premature births when used by pregnant women. Inflammatory inflammatory bowel disease, which we know is a huge problem today. It's part of leaky gut and all of these autoimmune conditions. And suicidal tendencies. Oh, too. Those are pretty nasty side effects, wouldn't you say? Yeah, yeah. And and you would think that if we're willing to take a drug that's this dangerous, it it could kill our unborn child. It could cause birth defects in our unborn child. It could cause us to have inflammatory bowel disease, which is going to create a whole other host of problems. Or it might make us commit suicide. 
You would think if we were going to take a drug like that, we would take it for something really serious and life-threatening, right? Right. Do you know what we take this drug for? Yeah, it's acne, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I've got a zit. I can't go yeah. out on a date this Saturday. I have a zit. Mm-hmm. I, okay, well, well, we'll prescribe you Accutane. <laughs> Might kill you. Yeah. Might make you kill yourself. Um, hopefully you're not pregnant because it could kill your baby. Um, but you may not have acne anymore. And it's not even all that effective. Uh, isn't that scary? And it was on the market for 27 years before they pulled it. Yeah. I think that's why I asked you about the biologics. That's just what makes those up. And they have not been around that long. I think we aren't even hearing the gist of what is going to come about by those. Yeah. Let, they haven't been around long enough to know what they do. Yeah. Yeah. Let, let's talk about another uh, very, very popular class of drugs. It's a statin drug, one of the many. It was only on the market for three years, and and the only thing that it does is lower cholesterol. That's all it does, nothing else. And we now know that lowering cholesterol isn't even a really good idea, but that's what this drug does, like all statins. It was only on the market for three years, and there are 52 deaths absolutely directly linked to this drug. 52 people died taking this drug and they pulled it from the market. How did it ever get approved if within three Mm -hmm. years we had to pull it and 52 people died? There were also 385 non-lethal cases that required hospitalization. So almost 400 other people ended up with enough complications. They had to be hospitalized because of this drug. Um, some of the others in here are just crazy in the number of deaths they have caused. Um, here's a drug that was on the market for 55 years, 55 years. It was on the market. They had to pull it because they found out it had serious toxicity to the heart. Over 2000 people died. Wow. Just what was it? Uh, that was, uh, and, and a lot of people will recognize this one, Darvaset. Oh, yeah. It was a painkiller. Huh. And, you know, those are numbers. You're, you know, you say that 2,000 people. I mean, these are people with They're families people. and yeah. lives. And it's, it's. Uh. Yeah, here's another one. Another painkiller. Direct. I've never heard of this one. Probably because it was only on the market for one year. One year. How did they approve it and then figure out in less than a year that they shouldn't have? But in that one year, four deaths and eight patients requiring liver transplants, 12 more patients with severe liver damage. Now, you could say, oh, well, four people died, eight people, you know, had a liver transplant, 12. Mm -hmm. Those are people. What if that were you? What if you went to the doctor because you hurt your shoulder he gives you something for the pain and you die or, or you have to have a liver transplant or you damage your mm-hmm. liver for the rest of your life. You know, the numbers on that one might not be big, but how did that get by if it only took us less than a year to mm-hmm. figure out it was killing people? Mm-hmm. 
Now, you know, there's this big push now. People want the FDA to to monitor supplements and regulate supplements. Mm -hmm. The FDA does not regulate supplements right now at all, period. And yet supplements, you can't link them to any deaths. But the group of drugs that the FDA does regulate kill 100,000 people a year. Why would we want the FDA involved in supplements? Seems like the system's working pretty damn good to me without them. Yeah. Don't touch our supplements. And just like our theory on supplements, you know, we're, we talk real food. Um, You know, we see supplements targeted and for a very, very good reason without the side effects. Yeah. And you know, we had a, you and I had a great one-on-one yesterday. One of my absolute favorite clients. He's just (laughs) amazing. He was off the charts on the Nutricute, just like most of our people are. I mean, that's mm-hmm. when I say you're off the charts, you're in the, the majority. That's where most people are when they take this. He went from being off yeah, the that charts. Was March. Yeah, at the top of the charts in, March. in mm-hmm. March. We're now in July, and he is like flatlined across the bottom, like no symptoms. He had a couple little tiny spikes down there in a couple weird little areas. It is the single biggest improvement in a Nutri-Q I've ever seen in anybody. But it shows what's yeah. possible because he was so disciplined and did the work. Mm-hmm. That's really what it was. Um, you know, we kind of gave him yeah. the guidance and showed, showed him what to do, but he did it. And the results have been absolutely amazing. So we're going to talk about that, and then we're going to get to your calls and questions right after this. Stick around. I'm Kevin Rutherford. Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. This is Destination Health. Kim is here with me. So, Kim, you know, we're talking about supplements and, Mm -hmm. and, you know, we are pretty big supporters now of supplements. That's a turnaround for me, but very targeted and and high quality and using the right supplements to address a specific problem. And in this particular case, this person lost over 50 pounds, Made got off, you know, medications. The blood pressure is completely normalized, and and I love this one. He was a big cigar smoker, and mm-hmm. you know, because he felt so healthy and so strong, he felt like he was in a position to quit smoking, and he did cold mm-hmm. turkey. Never looked back, and yeah. says, "I don't even yeah. crave this," it, it, and. You know, when you think about people trying to quit drinking or trying to quit smoking or trying to quit drugs, we know it's difficult. There's no question. But it's a whole lot more difficult if you feel like shit. You know, if you're not healthy, then you go to those things for comfort to make you feel better. But he said, I felt so good, it was easier to quit. He actually said it was easy to quit. I, I have a hard time believing it was easy, but that's what he said. And he felt good and he felt strong and he quit smoking. We know what that's going to do to his health. But he said, 
He said, well, all my symptoms are gone. I feel so good. He said, what about these supplements I'm taking? And I said, stop taking them. I don't think you need them anymore. None of your symptoms indicate that you need any of these things. And he said, but then I won't be buying supplements from you anymore. And I said, I know. (laughs) And nothing would make me happier than if you never had to buy another supplement from me again. Nothing would make me happier. We'll find a way to make some money. We'll find a way to keep the company doing what it does. If, if it's supplements, great, but I would much, much rather see you not buying supplements from us. Yeah, and he was, what was so cool about him, and he'd been smoking for 40 years, started 40, very young. Yeah. Um, I, and I'm smiling when I'm thinking about him, and I was telling Jeff, you know, just about when you hear the life in somebody's voice, um, and when they, when they get to this point, like he did, and he even told us, because if you would have ran into me on the street three months ago, you would have turned around yeah. and left because he was such an angry person. Yeah. He was angry. He was unapproachable. And he, um, and his protocol actually was, he was, you know, diet first, he got right in line and he was mainly just the digestive type to get his digestion around. And we worked with him a lot on lifestyle. He, he did that with, um, to help the stress level and so forth. Um, and I just thought it was so cool where he said kind of like we, exactly what you say at the end of the show, a healthy person has a hundred wishes, unhealthy as one, because he said his whole life and thinking has opened up to yes. possibilities yes. of what he wants to do now. And, oh my gosh, that's the one where I just want to encourage people, you know, if you're not there, like you don't see how that could be, or you just can't even wrap your arms around that, just trust the process. We see it over and over again how this works. It was, you know, when we, when we do our consultations, we, we try, if it's possible, for the, the client to, <laughs> to do them on video. And, and I, I, just, yeah. I, I really like it. You know, you, you and I do our uh-huh. work together on video, and then we bring them in. And, and when they can do the video, I absolutely love it. And with him, mm-hmm. I was so glad because when you saw his face, yeah. you... you he's one of those people and this was just a little video conference, but he lit up the room. I mean, you just feel Mm -hmm. it coming Mm -hmm. off of him. He was like almost giddy. He was so happy and smiling. And he said, look in March, if you would have seen me in the street, he said, people turned away. I was scary. And he's a big guy, you know, and and you could see how he could look kind of intimidating, but now he looks like, you know, you know, the jolly green giant. You want to go up and give him a hug because yeah. he looks so happy. You know? exactly. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. And it was a process, like we said, and I hope everybody knows that, you know, because it is. He, you probably, even in April, I think the end of April, he did the Nutricune or some improvement then. I mean, I bet, and how it just builds on each other, just like you said, like, you know, he did the diet and then things slowly, and now he was able to embrace, hey, now I'm ready why do I, his whole belief about why would I even want to smoke now? Right. You know, I've gotten right. my, my body and health to this, this point. Why would I even want to do that? Where he probably three months ago couldn't even picture thinking that way. It's just, yeah. it's amazing. Yeah, it really is. So let's, yeah, uh, so cool. let, let's go do some yeah. more of that. Let's go talk to the people on the phones. Ray in Missouri, what can we help you with today? Hi, Kevin. Hi, Kim. Uh, Hi, I've just been trying to use some, lose some weight, and I, I did pretty good last year, and then I blew it. Um, diets confuse me. Uh, uh, let me 
you know, and I just watched uh, something that confused me even more. It was called uh, uh, What the Food. Have you ever seen that? What the Food. I've watched a lot of food documentaries, but I don't think I've watched that one. Let me look it up real quick. Go ahead. Um, I, it, I saw it on Netflix, but... Well, let me ask you this. I mean, I, I was, you know, I was, you know, I'm, I'm borderline. I'm not on any medication, but they say I'm close to being type one. So I've been trying to watch, you know, I, I try not to drink any sugar at all. And I mean, I drink some, some of the teas that aren't, uh, oh, like Milo's no calorie tea. You know, I mean, it's probably got aspartame or something bad in it. I'm, I'm not sure, but. But I tried to stay with the sugars, and uh, I you try to eat, well, like, for instance, lately I found something that, like a small can of tuna, and I break up a boiled egg or two in it, and then put a little bit of, called just mayo. And it just seems to me like that's pretty light. But, but now I hear things like that you shouldn't be eating eggs. And... <sighs> Uh, you know, it's just it's so, so difficult to figure out and understand. It is. There's n- there's no question. You should be eating. Yeah. So I, I try to simplify this as much as I can because we could overcomplicate this all day long and we could start to nitpick. Um, and, and I'll give you an example. I'm going to nitpick something sure. you just said. And then I'm going to tell you why I don't want to do that because I want to make this as simple as possible, that brand Just Mayo. It's slightly better than most other mayonnaises that are on the market, but it, it's not, it doesn't nearly go far enough. There are a couple other mayos on the market. Primal Kitchen is my absolute favorite. Um, Primal Kitchen is exactly the way I would and do make mayo at home. That's a point where I'm probably nitpicking because you eating the tuna and the egg, and a little bit of mayonnaise, that's way healthier than most things most people are eating. So I don't want to nitpick those kind of things, especially really? in the beginning. Oh, absolutely. That, even that's, with, that's even a, with it just mayo, because that's really all I could find with the least amount of stuff in it at right. an average store in Kansas, you know. Exactly. 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 And that's why I don't want to, you know, nitpick that one thing um, and, and here's what's wrong with just mayo. It, it, it's made from canola oil. Canola oil is, is one of the least healthy oils we could possibly eat. So that's my problem with just mayo. But that meal that you're talking about, tuna, some eggs, and, it, and mayo, is way better than most other things people are eating. So I don't want to discourage you from doing yeah, it. Yeah, I'm... And I'm not eating bread. That's you know, I'm staying away from bread, so I just eat it with a spoon, you know. Yeah, yeah. That that. And, and I'm a truck driver, so see, so I can boil it, boil me some eggs, and I put it in my cooler. And of course, the tuna you don't have to worry about having correct cold, yeah. you know, or Abs- hot. Absolutely. And um, I throw the mayo in the com- in the cooler, and and then, but you know, and I've been eating some lunch meats. I try to buy what I think's the best ones, but now I hear lunch meat in general. They're full of carcinogens. You might as well be smoking. There's some truth to that. And and the problem is our food system, our food supply has been so corrupted. So let, let's skip the... Well, let, me ask, let's, let me ask you this. Okay, go ahead. Uh, um, I have a smoker. I have a smoker. And I recently 
when I have time, it's hard being a truck driver, but sometimes I have two or three days off. So, uh, like for 4th of July, I smoked a, uh, top, uh, sirloin, uh, sirloin tip roast and a brisket. Yep. And I got some of the best cuts I could find, you know, it's expensive. And is that better than the processed meat? Absolutely. hundred times better. Now, so see, right. So see, I, I took some of that with me Excellent. and ate it on the road. You Excellent. Know. Yeah. So one of the things we have to think about this is it's not black and white. Think of it as a spectrum, you know, and the average American diet or the standard American diet, the way most people are eating is way over on the left side of the spectrum. It's as unhealthy as we can get. It's full of processed food. It's full of factory farmed meat, factory farmed eggs, lots and lots of grains and high fructose corn syrup and corn and chemicals and preservatives. It's as bad as it can get. Then when we come back, I'll explain what would be on the far right side of the spectrum, which would be as healthy as we could get. Very few people are ever going to get to that side of the spectrum. What we want to do is start moving away from the worst part, the standard American diet, and get as close as we can to the right side. That's why it's just not black and white. If we make any improvement, it's still an improvement. Stick around. We'll be right back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. We're going to get right back to the calls. I was talking with Ray in Missouri. So, Ray, that that the standard American diet is about the worst thing we can eat. That's why it's killing everybody. I don't care. They'll label things as healthy. They'll label them as low fat. All their labels are just garbage, and the food is garbage. Now, on the other side of the spectrum, if we could live on an organic farm and raise our own chickens and pigs and cows and ducks, and we ate the chicken and duck eggs that we raised, and the chickens are all running around doing their own thing, eating naturally, and we ate the pork, even really, really fatty pork and bacon, and we ate the beef, we ate the the organ meats, the livers, and the things like that, and we grew our own vegetables, and all we ate was what we could grow on that farm meat and produce, we would be as healthy as we could possibly be. That would be the ultimate diet that we only ate. The perfect world. That's the perfect world. The quality would be outstanding. It's the right food. It's vegetables and meat with a lot of good animal fats. That would be the outstanding diet. Forget what they tell you about eggs and cholesterol and fats and all those things. That would be the healthiest diet you could eat. It would be very high in fat. It would be somewhat moderate in protein. And it would be very, very high in fresh vegetables. And then we could ferment some of those vegetables. That would be perfect. The odds of any of us reaching that, pretty slim. But we want to start moving away from the worst diet. So think about this every time you go to put something in your mouth. If we want to put the best food in our mouth, the first question we should ask 
does this food, the way I'm looking at it right now, exist in nature? And how many of the foods you eat during a day could you answer yes to that question? Does it, I've been doing better. Well, good, yeah, good. Yeah, and I'm not, I'm not criticizing you. I'm trying to help you understand how we make those decisions without having to ask me every time. Does a, does a slice of bread exist in nature? No. No. Now they make a slice of bread from, from grain to finished packaged product in less than two hours. Yeah, that's and, ridiculous. And, but it, but that piece of bread does not exist in nature. We shouldn't eat it. Right. It doesn't exist in exactly. nature. We shouldn't eat it. There are some exceptions to this. If all of the ingredients that were in that food at least existed in nature and were not over processing them, then that could be a good food too. But but if we wanted the ultimate diet. We would only put food in our mouth that existed in nature. Again, we're not going to reach that. So we have to start learning how do we get closer to that. Let me give you a good example of a food we talk about all the time because I think it's a great addition and people absolutely love it so much we can't keep it in stock. It's monkey brittle. Now, I could say, look, monkey brittle doesn't exist in nature, but it only has four ingredients. It has organic bananas, two kinds of organic nuts, and organic raisins. That's it. All of those foods absolutely exist in nature. The only processing that happens to that food is the bananas are pureed. That's it. The, the bananas are pureed till they're smooth. Then the nuts and the raisins are mixed in, and then it's dehydrated at a very, very low temperature so it's still raw. So yes, that's a processed food technically, and it's in a package, but that's as close as you're going to get to a convenience food that really does all of those components exist in nature. Does, does that make sense so far? Okay, can I, absolutely. Can I ask you one more thing? Yeah. Uh, while, while, I, while I'm thinking about this, I, I found something that I, I bought this, the Ninja, you know, the, the mixer. Yeah. And I, 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 I've been using kale, broccoli, uh, romaine lettuce, spinach, and then I'll throw in like a frozen banana, a piece of frozen banana, a piece of frozen strawberry, okay. maybe a couple of fresh blueberries. I'm not talking a couple. Yeah. With yeah. That. And it uh, makes it real drinkable. And I use cashew milk, a cup of cashew milk. Fantastic. Fantastic. That's Absolutely. That's good? Absolutely. Loaded... And I can use that to replace a meal or to help replace a meal. Absolutely. Like drink one of those and maybe, maybe only eat two slices of meat. Yeah, absolutely. Let me tell you something you could add to that that won't change the flavor, won't change the texture, but will give you tons of energy because it's a really, really good fat. You could pour in a tablespoon or two of brain octane, which is derived from coconut oil. It's what we put in our bulletproof coffee. Drop that in there. Now you're not only get a ton of nutrition, you're getting enzymes, you're getting fiber, you're getting phytonutrients, you're getting antioxidants. Throw in a little brain octane. Now you're getting really healthy fats. That would be an awesome meal replacement. Without the brain octane, it could replace a meal. I don't think it's going to help with the hunger. 
You're, you're going to be hungry wanting something more. Throw the brain octane in, you're getting some good fats in there. Now it will really satisfy your appetite the way a meal would and give you tons of energy. Let's, uh, let's get to... Hey, Kevin. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Um, yeah, I'd like to ask Ray to, um, if he hasn't taken the nature cue um, because I fell into this, so I always think of it, you know, eating absolutely everything right that I should have and not, you know, feeling the benefits was getting my digestion in line. So if he hasn't taken, Ray, if you haven't taken the nature cue, go out onto our website and request that and just get a baseline and see where you're at as far as, especially your digestion I'm thinking of first. Okay. Very good point. Very good point. Let's go to Ohio. Ed, welcome to the program. Hi, Kevin. Hi, Kim. Appreciate you all taking my call. I have a question. I have a 16-year-old son, and I'm interested on in uh, possibly uh, trying him out on keto. He's seen myself as well as his mom's results, and he wants to try this, and I want to know what your opinion is of that. If, if he were six years old, I would still say okay. And, <laughs> and if he were six yeah. months old, and as long as you did nutrient-dense keto, I would say at six months it's okay. Babies are born in ketosis. And if babies breastfeed from a healthy mother, they will stay in ketosis. It's a natural state for our body to be in. So at any age, it, it can be healthy if it's done right. So, absolutely, I would encourage him, him to try it. Now, um, he doesn't have any issues with blood sugar or blood pressure or anything like that. Would you recommend that, you know, maybe he try paleo or you think keto, would, if he's specifically trying to lose weight, that this may be the best way to go? Absolutely. And also, one more thing, he has, um, he has, uh, he has, I guess, I think it's called gynecomastia. I think that I'm pronouncing that right. Yep. And real bad acne. Would, would this help? Yes, but the acne and, and the gynecomastia makes something else jump out at me. I can almost guarantee he has leaky gut and SIBO. So what we would want to do is, yes, we could start the keto because that's good clean eating and make it really clean keto because that's going to help with the weight loss. We also really want to address his digestion or the keto may not work very well, but the acne and the gynecomastia make me believe he's probably very, very likely fighting both SIBO. That's what's directly correlated with acne is SIBO. And um, he's got some leaky gut going on. I, I, I would highly recommend you have him take our NutriQ and we could go over the results with you here on the air. And I have a feeling we're going to see a very, very compromised digestive system with him. The good news is that's pretty easy to fix. We fix that one all the time. Um, I would also venture to say, even though you said he has no problems with blood sugar, that's probably not true. Kim, I was talking with somebody last night um, that had never heard of any of this stuff. They don't listen to the show. They were here for business. Oh, wow. And we got talking about it. And he, and he was just fascinated. So it went on and on and on in the conversation at dinner. And he said, I don't have any blood sugar problems. And just looking at him, I said, yes, you do. And he said, oh, no, I don't. My doctor says it's completely normal. And I said, here's the problem. The way we measure blood sugar is completely wrong. 
when you go for a physical and your doctor says your blood sugar was normal, they're using A1C. And A1C is only one little piece of information and it can be completely wrong. And here's why. I don't have a lot of time. But as you start to become pre-diabetic, which can take decades, but we know it happens, what you start having are wild blood sugar swings. So you eat and it jumps up to 200. The insulin kicks in and it drops down to 60. Then you eat and it jumps up to 200. And the insulin kicks in and it drops down to 60. And you don't feel either one. Now, when we take an A1C, which is a 90-day average, what happens when you have a lot of high numbers and a lot of low numbers and you average them? They look completely normal. And yet none of the readings were normal. So if your A1C is good, that does not mean you don't have blood sugar problems. You could have horrible blood sugar problems and still have a completely normal A1C. So that's why we always talk about checking your own blood glucose, you know, throughout the day. Uh, And we'll have to save all that for another show. We've got to get out of here. Thanks for joining us. This is Destination Health. Eat real food. Move like your life depended on it. Connect like you mean it. Sleep like a baby. We'll see you next time. I'm Kevin Rutherford. Your money, your taxes, your truck, and your road to success in the trucking industry. This is Trucking Business and Beyond, the show that puts the money where it belongs. Back in your pocket. Welcome to my world. I'm your host, Kevin Rutherford. The website is letstruck.com. The show is all about the business of trucking, and today is Destination Health. Co-host is Kim Cockerham. This is the show where we'll take your calls and answer your questions about everything health. Food, nutrition, diet, lifestyle, supplements, drugs, diseases, training, you name it. We'll talk about it. All you have to do is pick up the phone and ask the question. We're going to get to those questions in just a little bit. Kim, welcome. Oh, so glad, Kevin. Glad everybody else. I was just thinking about everybody. Everybody out there is our pep and our step with this. It just gets better and better all the time. Yeah. I, it, you know, it was uh, interesting. I met with uh, a, a couple of our longtime um, tribe members um, that have been listening, husband and wife team, been listening on the business side for a long, long time. And, and it was one of those things pretty common. The husband loves the show when we talk about engines and, you know, the power hour and business and, you know, the, the spouse listens because she likes the show. But she was saying now during the weeknight when the show starts, she just waits and waits and waits. Is it going to be Kevin and Kim? Is it going to be Kevin and Kim? And she's, dis- I know, and she's disappointed when it's not because she loves Destination Health. I thought that was great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, we've been talking about, um, you know, autoimmune conditions and um, all the problems they create. And, and the good news is they're just as easy to fix as most other things. You know, this comes back to diet, 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 diet. It's what we eat. Um, and at the end of the last show, I talked about A1C being a really lousy indicator sometimes. And, and it's because it's an average 
And when you understand how blood sugar dysregulation starts to happen, you understand why A1C can be a really lousy indicator. When you start to lose blood sugar control over years and decades, you start getting wild swings. You eat food, your blood sugar spikes way up high. Insulin kicks in. Your body isn't completely insulin resistant yet. So your body releases a ton of insulin and it drops your blood sugar really low. So now you have a bunch of high readings and a bunch of low readings, which are both bad. But when we average them like A1C does, now all of a sudden it looks pretty normal. And the doctor may even say, oh, well, your A1C is getting a little higher. Um, Nothing to worry about yet. But you may want to exercise more. You may want to watch what you eat. And they'll tell you all the wrong things to eat. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, you've got full-blown diabetes. Because your body can manage this for a very, very long time. And it does pretty amazing things. You keep abusing it. It keeps trying to keep up. And then all of a sudden, you start to become insulin resistant Now you don't get the highs and the lows. You only get the highs because the insulin isn't working anymore. Your body's not, can't produce enough of it and you're not responding to it. Now, all of a sudden, what seems like overnight, you've got diabetes. And all these years, the doctor's been telling you there's no problem. It's because we're reading the wrong things. We should be checking insulin levels. We should be checking blood glucose throughout the day, which the good news is we can do that ourselves. I highly recommend people do that. Anybody, no matter how healthy you think you are, I think you should be monitoring blood sugar. Maybe not for the rest of your life, but I, it, you know, a meter is 30 bucks and you know, it's easy to test yourself. But that's why we have all these people that say, oh no, my doctor always says my blood sugar is just fine. And then the next thing you know, they're diabetic. And that's why. That's how this occurs. And, and we're, we're looking at the wrong stuff again. So uh, it, that's something you and I deal with a lot. You know, people will say, oh no, I have no blood sugar issues. And yet we have them do the NutriQ and they're off the chart on blood sugar handling. Yeah, and some of them wonder why. They're not quite sure why. I mean, there's so many things that go into it. But I I love monitoring my sugar. I mean, it's one of those tools, you know, just I like some of these tools that we can do to be proactive and empower us with um, what we do. And it's it's just, you know, when you, you have people do this a lot of times, you know, when we have them like eat and take their blood sugar, eat and this, and even try different foods and then see how your, your body reacts to it in that. It's, it's just absolutely incredible. And yeah, easy, simple thing you guys you can do. Yep. Great stuff. So I, I don't have mm-hmm. a, a lot that I want to talk about today. So I want to get to some calls. Anything you've got? That's great. Nope. Mm-mm. Okay, let's get to some calls. Let's go to Washington. Al, welcome to the program. Hey, thanks for taking my call. Uh, Before I ask my question, uh, last night there was a gentleman by the name of Scott Carney. He's an investigative journalist and anthropologist on the Coast to Coast Show. And um, he was talking about one of his books, What Doesn't Kill Us, how he... He helped to jumpstart the autoimmune system. He went and go see some guru guy in Poland, and he talks about how after training with him, he was able to uh, handle extreme cold, even 
says he climbed up uh, Kilimanjaro in just uh, underwear. And so now he's on a journey to uh, investigate the autoimmune system, how some extreme weathers can trigger the immune system to start working again because he says we live uh, such a relaxed life. And it says, so it's pretty interesting because, you know, you're talking about the autoimmune system. But uh, I would say uh, check him out. The name is Scott Carney. He's also written a couple other books that he's a really uh, pretty interesting guy. He's, yeah, so uh, investigative journalist in anthropology. Yeah, let me uh, let me address that because the guy that he was writing or talking about that climbed, he also climbed Mount Everest in shorts and a t-shirt. Um, they they yeah, <laughs> Mount Everest in shorts and a t-shirt. They've they've fully submerged. Wow. They they fully submerged this guy in ice water. He's called the Ice Man. They fully submerge him in ice water, and he can raise his skin temperature while he's in there. They can measure. He can actually make his skin get warmer while he's submerged in ice water. Wow. That's, that's wild. So well, the, my the, question was, well, have you ever hold asked uh, hold on one, one second. What's his? <laughs> hold on one second. What's all of, his schedule like? This, this guy, his name is Wim Hoff. Wim Hoff. Hoff and all of it. I've n- had never heard of the guy six months ago. Now he is everywhere. Yeah. There's documentaries, there's wow. books. But oh, what he wow. did was he combined very specific breathing techniques, and he actually has courses. He'll teach you how to do this. He combines very specific breathing techniques with exposure to cold over and over and over, and he trains the body to be able to handle and respond to that cold. And and he's been doing it for decades to get to the levels he's at. But he, he says he can teach you how to do this. And the guy, all of a sudden, is just everywhere I look, I see him now. Wow, does he live in Poland? Uh, Wim Hof, I'm not sure exactly where he lives. I'd have to go look that up. Could be. Um, but it, like I said, the guy's all over the internet. He's all over books. He's all over podcasts. He is the the hot or cold thing right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because that's what he was talking about, the breathing techniques, but specifically just like what you said, how he was in training with this guy, because that's what he does. He uh, he puts out that he could teach you all this, and that's right. so then he is being an investigative reporter. He went to go check him out, so the next you know, he started doing this, and he realized that he was able to do all just all that stuff that he was talking about. Yeah, and uh, he climbed the high altitude, not have the sickness from the from the high altitude. Right, how to control the body, like you said, all those things identical to that. So, yeah. but that's um, cool. Well, you guys actually I, have brought two. You've brought two people to us. I mean, Kevin, you were saying right. that Wim Hof, and then Al, you were that Scott Carney. Two very similar things that they're doing. But how cool! You just introduced us to two people that are that are doing some pretty extraordinary things. So thank you for that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Uh, my other thing was, what about the third one? Uh, Chris Mallison, he's an old boy. He's in great shape. Have you ever asked him what, is, what does he do? <laughs> uh, you know, I know Bruce really well. Um, and I, I know Bruce's diet really well. Um, him and I have over the last 10 years have spent a lot of time together. We've traveled together. We eat together a lot. Um, but to get into any kind of specifics, it's not my place to talk about uh, somebody else's health or their diet or, um, you know, Bruce has been very active. 
He's been very health conscious most of his life. He, you know, has uh, gone to a very good chiropractor for a lot of years that helped him in a lot of areas. Uh, but it, it's just not my place to get down to anything specific. Now, you know, we could always ask Bruce if he wants to come on this show with us and talk about it. If he wanted to, I would certainly have him on and we could, you know, do that. But I, I don't want to. Yeah, yeah I, I don't want to talk about specifics. Um, you know, without Bruce being here with us. So interesting question. We'll run it by him and see what he thinks. Let's get to a break and we'll come right back and get to more of your calls and questions. I'm Kevin Rutherford. This is Destination Health. Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. This is Destination Health. Kim is here with me. We're going to get right back to the phone calls. Let's go to Ohio. Herschel, welcome to the program. Hey, Kevin. Hey, Kim. Hi, Herschel. Well, I'll try to give you a fast update. I have eradicated H. pylori now. I've been through about 75 days of SIBO uh, protocol. I'm in the prep diet now, the four-day prior prep diet for another SIBO test to see whether or not it worked with the methane and hydrogen breath test. My question to you is, I did an MRT, which is what you guys do. It's the, you guys do the fit. This one's MRT, same result. That was a year and a half ago, and I refuse to eat anything that is yellow or red. I will not do it. Okay. So... My, my NTP keeps saying, well, why don't you try something? Okay, so I did. I tried green beans. It's not even yellow. It killed me. I tried asparagus. I tried cruciferous vegetables. It killed me. Um, I hear you guys talk about grass-fed everything. I look everywhere. I come across some epic stuff the other day. Got to reading on it. Sure enough, it's got celery in it, which is full-blown red for me. How long do I go... What the hell do I eat? Now I'm freaked out. I don't know what to do. So I eat eggs, salad, which I'm not allowed now for because of the SIBO test. What am I? I, I don't know what to do. I, well, I asked my NTP and all she says, well, what do you want to try? Yeah. Terry, what I want to try isn't the thing. Tell me what you think I can do because I don't know. That's why I'm paying you. I don't know. So I don't Based on based on what I know, and and you know we're not, um, you know we're we've talked to you a lot, and part of the problem, and I think why you're getting frustrated is you've you've had to jump around a little bit from different NTPs and different protocols, and and I don't mm-hmm. think that we have still gotten to the root cause, and that's why some things start to work for you, you see some results. Then we go backwards a little bit. Now you're really frustrated. And I've always hesitated to jump in with too many recommendations while you're working with somebody directly. And and I've been the one encouraging you to go find these people and work with them. And and I feel bad that 
we're still struggling on some of these things, but based on the history and what I what I know, I think that we've never fixed digestion. And I think that's what really has to be focused on. It, 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 there probably is SIBO going on. And, and with that, you're going to have a hard time with these vegetables, even though they may no longer be causing the same problems they caused on the test a year and a half ago, or they may be if we haven't fixed the leaky gut. So I, I think we've really got to figure out what's going wrong with digestion and focus on nothing else till we get that solved. And I think what's happening is we, you know, keep running off in different directions and then wondering why some things are working and some aren't. I, I think it's going to take a really intensive focus on your digestion. Fix the SIBO, fix the leaky gut, and then you shouldn't have any problem with any of those foods. Those are not typically reactive foods. So when you react to them, we know something is really wrong in digestion. Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and do the breath test this coming Sunday because that's when I'm scheduled to do it. See if it says whether or not so pro worked. From there... Uh, Kim, when you got some time, give me a call and we'll talk about your program. I'm really beginning to wonder if I'm just with the wrong people. I'm doing what I'm being told. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm doing what I'm being told from an NTP and she's the one bouncing all around. And I just, I don't know what the hell to do. Yeah. You know what? You know what, Herschel? And I love the way Kevin backed up and said, go back to the basics, tea with the digestion. And I, what we found with working with people and what in my heart I think of when I think of you um, is, is that like the digestion, but also just the lifestyle to help you find, because you're so, you're, you're such a dedicated and intense person when you go in with a NTP and with all, and what you have almost two years, I think with your diet, yes. you are, you are so disciplined and you are so committed, but also I think, Maybe that brings some little stress into your life as well. Um, and what we oh. found working with people is so in my heart, what I'm thinking when I think of you is how Kevin says, like back up and just the basic of the digestion and then get focused on lifestyle, the things yeah. you enjoy. I know you love car racing, find you know, with the meditation and um, peace, just find some more peace Um and find that place where this can be a lifestyle that I think I I honestly believe you're going to get to where you want to be. You know, Herschel, let me jump well, in. Well, I've let never me, done. Let Go me, ahead. Let me jump in with this. And this is not necessarily okay. a criticism of NTPs because nobody supports the NTA in their program more than I do. Mm-hmm. I, I, I have said... Gray Graham, the the guy who founded the NTA and started this whole thing, if it were up to me, and and I'm not exaggerating, this may sound crazy, I would nominate him for a Nobel Peace or a Nobel Prize in mm-hmm, Medicine. Mm-hmm. I, and I'm not exaggerating. Yeah. I think what he has developed, if we could get the word out, would revolutionize health in this country and the world. I'm, I, I'm not over-exaggerating when I say I think he deserves the Nobel Prize in health for what he's done. So I'm a huge supporter of NTPs. We also have to remember, though, 
that it's nutritional therapy. There really isn't much emphasis in the training on lifestyle. It really is all about nutrition. We're also learning, though, and many NTPs will go on and continue their studies into the lifestyle side of things. And Kim and I have been doing that because we realize some people are doing all the right stuff nutritionally and something is still stopping the progress. Now, let's think this through. How many times have you heard us talk about how important digestion is? Every show. Every, all the time, because we know diet is step one, but we've also said you can eat the best diet in the world. If you can't digest it, it's not going to do you any good. Now, let's think about digestion and lifestyle. When your body goes into the fight or flight mode, what is the first thing it shuts down? Digestion. Appetite, probably. No, digestion. It shuts it off completely. Okay. Because if, if somebody is threatening your life right at this moment, if somebody puts a gun to your head, it's not really important for you to digest that meal you just ate. What's important is that every ounce of energy and focus goes to saving your life, not digesting your food. So we're designed this way. Our body shuts off digestion completely when you're in that sympathetic state, the fight or flight mode. Now, when we were evolving, that fight or flight mode should have lasted for minutes maybe. In our world today, we stay in this mode all day long. Traffic does it to us. Life stress does it to us. The foods we eat, all those foods, those red and yellow foods that you're reacting to, those are stressors on your body and they trigger the fight or flight mode and shut down digestion. So it's very possible that the one single thing that's blocking you is stress. Very possible. I mean, I have lost 80 pounds through this process. I've plateaued and I've stayed there for many, many months now. I'm 225 now. I was 306 at one time and I've just stayed right there. And wow, some days I feel like a hot air balloon. If you stuck me, I just fly around. <laughs> well, that's and probably. Other days I feel skinny as can be. <laughs> that That's a lot of the SIBO. That's causing that. That's why I'm pretty sure you're going to test positive for SIBO. We have a, a new supplement. Oh, I've already been tested. Okay. All right. So that, that makes this, sense. This is the second test to see whether or not the protocol worked. You know, and, and I love testing because I love data, but, it, but if the symptoms are still there, I, I don't think the protocol is working. Um, and it may be we need to try a different protocol. The SIBO can be a little complicated, although it could also be that the, the stress is blocking the protocol. We shut down hydrochloric acid. Um, we shut down digestion. Now you end up with undigested food particles in your small intestine, and that will continue to feed the bad bacteria. So if you have symptoms... How about this for a curveball? Go ahead. Is it possible when you say stress, it's a good point, is it possible 
that trying to do everything right and mm-hmm. fix it is freaking me out yes. to the degree mm-hmm. that I can't go anywhere. <laughs> yes. And, ha- and how do I fix that? Relax. Chill out, man. Mm-hmm. Just chill. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and and yeah. I, I say that that's joke. A muscle, that's a muscle that to... Uh, to work too it doesn't it, it it's another process it doesn't come it's just you need to be consistent with that and do it daily in small bites you know with a 10 minute maybe guided meditation or the square breathing Kevin recommends watching a comedy I mean just we have a list of things we put out to people and say try some and see what just makes you breathe a little easier and makes you smile a little more and we I don't think we put as much value on what that does for us but oh my gosh it's as, it's as huge as the grass-fed beef you're eating you know your money your taxes your truck and your road to success in the trucking industry this is trucking business and beyond the show that puts the money where it belongs back in your pocket welcome to my world i'm your host kevin rutherford the website is let's truck.com the show is all about the business of trucking, and today is Destination Health. Kim Cockerham is my co-host. We'll take your calls and answer your questions about everything health. Food, diet, nutrition, lifestyle, exercise, training, drugs, supplements, diseases, you name it, we'll talk about it. All you have to do is pick up the phone and ask the question. We've been lied to for decades. So much of what we thought we knew about health is absolutely wrong. And it's time that we start learning how to take care of our own body and our own health. Kim and I are here to help you do that. And of course, we'll wrap it all around that trucking lifestyle as well. Kim, welcome. Hi, Kevin. Glad to be here. So uh, I understand you're in a new part of the country this week. I am. I have, um, we're in Arizona, so I've never been to Arizona before. And um, it's just, it's incredible. I'm just grateful to, you know, see just different areas of the country and just the landscape, how different it is and just still majestic. You know, it's just really um, uh, humbling how beautiful. Yeah, absolutely. You know, as far as being in a new part of the country this week, out of the blue, uh, my whole family still lives back in Ohio. I'm, you know, fairly big family. And one of my brothers was in Idaho for a reason and realized how close he was. So they came over the other day. That was kind of nice. He had never been here. And then, nice. yeah. And then, uh, two contacts in trucking that I made at, uh, the Louisville truck show this year, they were out in the area and they stopped in and one of them had never been in Oregon <laughs> before. So, so uh, mm. we, we've been, you know, sightseeing and, and uh, leading tours of Oregon this past week. Uh, <laughs> I know that is yeah. <laughs> at the end of May, but it's really, I bet they were blown away because oh, I, yeah. I know when I was first out there where you guys live and I just have never seen a more beautiful part of the country. It's just, it's mind blowing. And that little area that you guys got, you know, in the gorge there is just incredible. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, I've got some things I want to talk about today. Some mm-hmm. uh, the major topic: autoimmune conditions. Uh, yeah. Anything you want to start with today? No. Well, you know what? Yeah, I was. I'll share this at the beginning of the thing instead of at the end. Um, 
was so wonderful when, when we came out here, I always looked to see if, you know, if they have a fitness area and so forth. And they have a, they have a huge spa here. Um, we're at the Marriott in Scottsdale and, um, Fairmont, Fairmont, um, in Scottsdale. So all they offer, which is really amazing, is actually called well-being. And so they offered some great classes and I just left on to them right away. And thank goodness, my husband, he's such a great negotiator. He's just <laughs> kind and always reaches out and asks. He asks the question. So normally it costs like 55 bucks to be part of the spa each day. Wow. And I would have just said, oh, no, you know. Right. Yeah. Um, so he went and he talked to him and stuff. So, uh, and he got me a gift certificate because it was our uh, 30th wedding anniversary yesterday. So, um, so they let me come in there for free to take some of the classes. So I did a meditation class this morning and a restorative yoga class and, oh, it was phenomenal. And it just was a reminder, um, to just make a place for that in, in my life. And I encourage anybody, um, to do that. You know, this was a 20 minute meditation class and, and I was talking to the gentleman that was running it and he, um, started doing it 15 years ago when he came into yoga from having a back injury where doctors wanted to do operations. And he had a friend that said, just come and watch, just come and watch one of these classes. And he did. And he went right into to doing that, learning how to teach then. And, um, and so he, and he even said what we know, you know, 10 minutes a day, if you can do it, it's just transforming. And so, um, yeah, I wanted to share that. It's something on the wall in there. And I immediately thought of the show today and our tribe and, and I wrote it down and I just wanted to share with everybody. So, um, is now good? Yes, is now absolutely. Okay? Yeah. It's just, it's just a small thing. Like I was saying, it said today I will find balance in my life. I will re- re- reveal my potential by feeling and being healthy by embracing all the elements that are on my path to well-being. by striving for the best expression of me. I will find greater connectedness to the world and to those I love today. I will live intentionally. Love that. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I loved every bit of it, you know, to just look for the elements in our path that support our well being. You know, we try to share that every day for, you know, looking for things, you know, our, our, our driver, drivers and tribe are out there, you know, seeing um, while they're out on the road to enhance their well being. And, and I love the word connectedness again that they shared. So, yeah. 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 Absolutely. Great stuff. So we're going to talk today about autoimmune. And boy, this topic, we could probably touch Mm -hmm. on this for a long time. It's a complicated issue and it's getting more complicated all the time. There are, so let's identify what an autoimmune condition is first, Mm -hmm. because there are lots of them, but they all share something very common. So most diseases that we think of, or if we go back far enough, virtually all diseases were caused by something outside of our body infecting us in some way, a virus, a bacteria, something along those lines. What an autoimmune condition is, though, is it's your own body attacking itself. It's your own immune system, which is designed to fight off those things I just mentioned, you know, your, your immune system is there. So if a virus does make its way into your body, the immune system fights it off so it doesn't kill you or a bacteria. And it's a pretty amazing system until it decides to start attacking your own cells. 
And that's exactly what an autoimmune condition is. Your immune system is attacking your own body. There are now over a hundred identified autoimmune diseases, but they all share the same thing. It's your immune system attacking. The reason we have a hundred, more than a hundred different diseases is because the immune system can attack in a lot of different ways and places. If it attacks your thyroid, you could end up with either Hashimoto's or Graves or Addison's. Those are all three thyroid diseases, but they're all autoimmune conditions where the immune system, for whatever reason, is gone haywire and it's attacking the thyroid. If it attacks your joints, you could get rheumatoid arthritis. If it attacks your digestive system, you could get Crohn's or ulcerative colitis or IBD. And the list just goes on and on and on. It can attack your liver. It can attack virtually every type of cell in your body. So the root cause is the same in all 100 plus. The results are wildly different. So... A lot of people don't even realize all of these hundred diseases are actually caused by the same root cause. But our medical system doesn't treat root causes. It treats symptoms. And every one of these diseases is different in the way they manifest. So the medical community treats them all differently. Um, And it's horrendous what happens in these conditions. Nobody ever gets better once they have one of these. They just continue to get worse. And they get more conditions, and then they take more drugs. And it's really becoming an epidemic that you just don't hear a lot being talked about. The the new class of drugs, um, and you see these advertised heavily everywhere, I've talked about this before because I I kept seeing the same drug, Humira, for example. I I would see commercials Mm -hmm. over and over and over, and I'd think, wait a minute. They're talking about Crohn's and Humira. Yesterday, it was arthritis and Humira. And the day before that, it was eczema and Humira. And I'm like, how can this one drug treat, you know, all these different conditions? Well, they're called biologics, that's the class of drugs. So when you hear that, you'll, many times you'll hear it during the commercial that the, this biologic is better than this biologic or whatever it might be. The drugs themselves are really complicated because they're not a chemical molecule the way most drugs that we know of. Most drugs, we either find a compound in a plant or and we synthesize it and we make it more potent and more strong, and that's a drug. These drugs come from living cells. So we either extract them from uh, animal cells or we culture them in a lab, and that's why they're called biologics. They are formed from living organisms. The problem with that is the side effects are all over the board, and you can't predict how they're going to act. Whereas a chemical, we pretty know, pretty much know, for the most part, chemical drugs are going to react the same most of the time in most of the people. Biologics are wildly different. So I'm going to get to a break. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about that some more. 
And we're going to also get to your calls and questions. So stick around. We'll be right back. I'm Kevin Roth. for tuning in to the audio road if you have any questions give us a call at 855-800-FUEL that's 855-800-3835 check out the website at letstruck.com and find us on facebook.com slash let's truck